Hello and welcome to my podcast, Conversations with Cornelius, where I, Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan, discuss, chat and hypothesize on all things from fatherhood, marriage, comedy and everything else in between. From time to time, there will be special guests, but mostly it's going to be me and some regular contributors, including my main squeeze, Noelle Patricia O'Sullivan, a.k.a. The Wife. So sit back, relax and enjoy Conversations with Cornelius! Hello, my name is Harvey John. I'm a really cool guy and I like to do poos in my nappy. Oh, yeah. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome back to this week's episode of The Podcast, otherwise known as Conversations with Cornelius. I am your host. My name is Cornelius, and I am sitting in the John Hume War Room in Belly Griffin, looking out my window over my garden and into a forest that lies far beyond the garden. I see the decaying tree the decaying trees, a forest of trees, all greens turning to browns and yellows and reds and fading and falling. It's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time of year when things turn to shit. The weather is god-awful and the nights are dull and dark. And uh, that's the way it is. It's called autumn. It's called the beginning of winter. The beginning of winter. And that's what it is. That's where we're getting. That's where we're coming from now, guys. We're coming into winter. We're in the middle of. We're in the middle. We're at the end of. No, we're at the end of October, Cornelius. That's where we're at. This podcast is brought to you by the West Cork Beard Company. If you are looking for some handmade, in their own beautiful studio, locally produced, delicious beard product. Log on to their website, www.westcorkbeardcompany. They've got these amazing gift boxes at the moment. Oh, they're sensational. They've got oils and scissors and brushes and bams. And um, I would say if you have a man in your life, um, get him one of those for Christmas. Get it now. Order it now after this podcast. Order it immediately. And it's a little slice of heaven at any man who has a beard. I defy them not to enjoy a little gift box from the West Cork Beer Company. As I said, there's oils and scissors and brushes and bams. And I have to say, I, I'm back. I'm, uh, today is Saturday. I'm in the John Hume War Room. And I got my hair cut uh, this early afternoon. And I got it cut over from my, brought the two boys over. Uh, Noel came as well. They got their little bit of a chop. And I've got a... A show coming up next week and I haven't uh, I'm looking a little bit unkempt so I said yeah let's have a haircut and a bit of a beard trim so he styled the beard but he applied a different beard I'm used to the West Corp Beard Company stuff okay um, and I've been putting it on for four years and I love it I bloody love it but he put on this different type of obviously he, 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 I'm gonna have to get on to Colin to get on to him Gotta get on. Colin, if you're listening, get on to him because I was te- I was bigging it up. But he put this beard bam into my beard, and honestly, lads, and I'm not just saying it. Not great. Not great. Like I'm feeling my beard now, and it's dry. You know, and that's about an hour and a half ago. You know, and I mean arid, not like not. You know, your beard isn't going to be wet and sopping, but it's dry. 
and when you put some product into it you want there to be a little you want to feel something you know especially when it's a butter or a bam you know you want to feel the softness and it's my, like it's mine it's spiky it's not, it hasn't taken i've got a shrill beard my beard is shrill if you met it in the street you would say hey how are you doing beard and the beard would say i'm very good in yourself in a very shrill manner god almighty how are y'all doing today lads are y'all doing well i hope you're doing well um this week's podcast is it's interesting i'm still recovering from the sickness that i had last week i'm almost there i have i had to get a top up on my antibiotic and some extra steroids just to wipe it out of my system and uh, it's taken it's taken nearly 10 days now um it's nearly 10 days so it's it's nearly gone so my fasting uh journey <laughs> journey that i began in earnest in august i i haven't weighed myself but I have not been fasting. I have been de- doing the absolute opposite of fasting. I have been feasting. Instead of waiting for to eat a meal for 16 or 18 hours, I've been eating on the hour, every hour, with impunity. And I have not been eating the best of foods, guys. I haven't. I'm just going to full disclosure, okay? Chocolate, pizza, chips, Asian street food, a gallon of Diet Coke, a pineapple. I did have some pineapple, to be fair to me. Come on now, guys. Give it up there for me, come on. I had a pineapple, but back then I had some cheese, watermelons, pears, but like mostly pizza chips, chocolate chips, pizza chips, chocolate chips, pizza chips, chocolate chips. And give me some white bread. Give me some white bread. Give me some white bread, please. And give me some cheese for that white bread, please. <laughs> Put some mayo on there. Put some mayo on there. Mayo and potatoes potatoes as well jesus christ i've eaten so many potatoes but yeah so i haven't weighed myself but like i was only saying to noel then today i was like and i feel i obviously feel uh i I feel i feel shit and when i was sick right when i was sick it's just it's comfort food and you revert to type this is me anyway can i talk about myself i revert to type and i revert to the easy and i'm trying to break that mindset i'm really trying to break it so i have to get back on the horse i have to get back on the fucking horse so i'm getting back on the horse and i said i was going to get back on the horse tomorrow which is sunday but that's just mad isn't it getting back on the horse on a sunday who wants to get back on the, like i don't even want to go horse riding on a sunday you know we'll go we'll get back on the horse on monday that's what I said to myself anyway, you know. Um, well, I said it to Noelle as well. She was being silent. She doesn't like to indulge in those conversations with me because, f- like, I could take her up the wrong way then if she says something. I'm like, what are you talking? Are you calling me fat? <sighs> so the plan, right, uh, for those of you who have any interest is I'm going to do next week, I'm going to do... <laughs> I'm going back fasting anyway, right? I go back doing 16 8. 16 8 minimum, 16 hours fasting, 8 hours feasting. And I am going to eat the same me I'm going to figure out what my my breakfast is. I'm going to figure out what my lunch is and I'm going to figure out what my evening meal is. And I'm going to eat those three meals all the time at the same times within my fe- feasting period. So I have to f- do my out my mathematics, figure out what I'm going to eat. Oh, and I'm going to try and go keto. <laughs> keto. So I don't know if you know what keto is. It's a ketogenic diet where I'm just going to fucking basically get rid of everything that tastes good in the world and replace it with uh, celery. <laughs> so no, you can't have any sugar. You can't have any fucking breads. Like, I mean, bread. Come on. Like... 
like that's I, I, I'd say if they cut me open a couple of sliced pans would fall out of my belly you know I am made up of bread but um, I, I do feel and I have been told and I have tried keto in the past and I failed so miserably um, <laughs> but I'm going to do it again I'm going to do it for a week going to do it for a week so I have to figure out what I'm going to do and I'm going to do it so steroids antibiotics they're nearly gone I'm, I'm sitting here now and I'm just going to have a little sip of water guys I've got a few things I want to talk to you about this week. Uh, I, I decided not to interview anyone again this week because I'm a little bit sick and I just don't want to be sitting across someone coughing and spluttering, unless it's my weed cough, which I've ha- which if anyone who listens to this on a regular basis they will hear I have a, a like a, just a, a normal weed cough. Um, but I have, with this I have like, you know, I have symptoms. I'm symptom- symptomatic, guys. I'm symptomatic, Okay. But I, it's just a chest infection. I've done an antigen test. I don't have COVID, okay? I stuck the antigen test right up my rectum, all the way up there. <laughs> I stuck it up there good and tight. Oh, yeah, and I wiggled it around as well. That's what they said, isn't it? You, you stick it in your anus and, uh, what? Your nose? <gasps> oh, shit. Maybe I do have COVID. <laughs> oh, Sorry, doctor. Yeah, I fucking stuck. Uh, I stuck the antigen test up my ass there, like. And um, to be honest, I, I still I've no sense of smell or taste, like. And I'm I'm actually fucking dying here, like. But it's saying I don't have it, like. Uh, you stuck it up. Where did you stick it? I stuck it up my ass. You're supposed to stick it up your nose, you fucking bollocks. Jesus Christ Almighty. All right. <laughs> um. Funny thing about this time of year. For me, is <clears throat> I don't know. Do I have that sad thing, that seasonal disorder thing? But from time to time, I can get bouts of anxiety or bouts of depression or you know, like bouts of just like oh, the world is collapsing. Oh, what the fuck? What are we gonna do? Oh my God, everything is futile. Why? 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 Why should we judge? I'm just like, do you know, of a Tuesday, something like that. You know, inside my head. Um, and it has been building up inside me there recently. And I was actually talking to a friend during the week. And he was like, how are you getting on? And I was like, you know what, man? I'm fucking, I'm only all right. I'm only clinging on. And he said to me, and it really helped me. He said, oh, man, me too. Me too. It's tough, isn't it? And I was like, it fucking, it's tough enough when you stop. And life, like, it's just so busy. It's so busy. And you have to try and... I think, for me, I have to try and fill it with stuff because if I slow down at all, I start to think too much. And when I start to think too much, then I get into kind of trouble, you know? But, um, and it's this time of year that this, this kind of happens, you know? And, and during the week, and I don't know if you're into this kind of stuff now, guys, but I'm going to talk about this woman shortly, right? I'll talk about her now, okay? Her name is, and I mentioned her in previous podcasts, her name is Dolores Cannon, okay? She's no longer alive. She died in 2014, okay? But she was a... What was she? She was a past life regression therapist. That's what she was, okay? So she claimed, okay, that she was able to hypnotize someone and she invented a type of hypnosis called quantum healing hypnosis therapy where she would put a person into a deep hypnosis and that person then when they were in that hypnosis they were able to remember previous lives that they lived they were able to go back and find out why they were in their bodies what their what their 
I don't know what their goal is, you know, what their what, what's their reason for being alive. She had all weird stuff about Jesus and UFOs and Nostradamus. I, I could speak about her all day long. She's very, very interesting character altogether. Very, very interesting, but really alternative thought pat- patterns out there. But there is one thing that has always stuck with me that she said, and it was that, that, that this world that we live in, right now this is this is as imaginative a theory as adam and eve as it really is to me they're as believable as each other you know but this theory is that we you are not your body and you are here to learn lessons that you chose to learn yourself you decide and you decided to come into your body you decided your own name you decided your own fate you decided what you needed to learn and you have and and this planet (laughs) you come onto this planet and you have to do that within a lifetime if you don't do it within the lifetime you reincarnate as something else and you keep going on and that's where the last soul uh, theory comes from and it's so crazy to me um but sometimes i think about it and it's like hmm so maybe this is just a computer game that I've decided to play and everyone else is playing their own one and you don't you you forget about it when you're born but you can awaken as you <laughs> go through life and it does give me a little bit of solace um and because I'm like what is fucking what is it like nobody knows like you you listen to the, the theory of 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 evolution and uh, you have your science based fact you have your face you have your your faith based nobody can definitively say you know oh yeah it happened because of this there was a big bang all right and who put the big bang there well that happened because there was another big bang all right okay and, and who and how did that get there there's no answer <laughs> there's no answer but dolores cannon is definitely worth a google she's worth a google she's worth a listen to on youtube she's got some incredibly interesting alternatives out there now i will preface all this right i'm just bringing this information to the podcast okay i'm not saying i 100 believe it i'm not saying i 100 disbelieve it but i definitely find it extremely interesting and it is a completely and utterly different mind view world view or spirit view or soul view and um in these stressful times in these challenging times where the world is super busy now again and you know we've had all this freedom we've had all this you know personal time and now bang we're back into it 100 miles an hour so people are like you know they've their anxiety is going through the, the roof people are getting depressed people are getting obsessed people are you know they're rushing they, they and they're got going from zero to 100 miles an hour and you know all this is happening inside in your body inside in your mind so then the other night what i did because it was a full moon on wednesday night okay i wrote a letter to myself i've done this in the past and i've talked about this wrote a letter to to myself forgiving me forgiving me my sins <laughs> so little things like i was like you know what i wrote dear cornelius i i, I burnt it then i went outside took off my shoes and socks seven o'clock in the evening darkness enveloped the whole garden um it was actually half seven now that i think about it because i had just put harvey down to bed noel was with hunter upstairs and I had written the letter during the day, and it was only like maybe f- six lines. And I was like, like you know, I was like, I forgive you for being 
a shit son when you were younger. I forgive you for not being more considerate. All these kind of things that, you know, will, will hurt your anxiety. Because de with, with depression, you know, it's thoughts of the past. It's, it's you know, oh, this is, you know, oh, what, what did I do then? Oh, my God. And, and you're bringing yourself back into that situation. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can't do anything about the past. The past is gone. You actually can't do anything about the future either. All you can really do is the now. So if you can change your thought process um, through affirmations, which I've talked about it, previously um, and other good methods but n that'll, that'll help you move forward but this is a great clearing for the subconscious so anyway I did this anyway but what was really interesting is I had this little and I'm, I won't go into specifics I had this little niggling thing that would come into my head and it's come into my head maybe once every two or three weeks for the last maybe year year and a half and um, it was just, it's a, how do I, like, yeah. So it was just an incident that had happened um, with a friend of mine. And, um, yeah, and I felt that I had acted poorly, you know, in this incident. And I could have acted better. And I forgave myself. Um, I forgave myself. And I acknowledged it, and I wrote it down on the thing. I just said, look, sorry for being, like, I forgive myself for being a shit friend to Michael J. Fox. Right, myself and Michael J. were fucking very good buddies, and, you know, he was like, he, he rang me up one day, he said, listen, Cornelius, have you any weed? I'm all out of weed. I was like, Michael, I actually fucking have no weed. I'm all out myself. And he's got, like, the fucking Parkinson's, like, so he was shaking. He would have really needed it, like, you know. And he was like, oh, it's all right, sure, I know you give it to me if you had it. And I said, yeah, no bother, Michael J. And then like, he hung up the phone, and then I fucking hung up the phone. And then I just like kind of had a look at my weed jar, and it was like three quarters full. I had loads of weed. Like, I could have given it to him. Just, uh, you know, just be, you know, I was, I was being a shit friend. But anyway, that's let's say that's what it was anyway, right? So I wrote this down anyway, and uh, along with other things, like, you know, just forgiving myself for um, being a bad dad forgiving myself for being not for not being considered enough for you know forgiving myself for for my flaws for you know for things that you have that you are working on now some people might say that's a silly thing to do Jesus Christ almighty you can't be going around like that but this is the thing that I I, I like the moon cycle I believe in all that kind of ritualistic stuff of writing it down getting it out burning it forgetting about it moving on you know, and moving on with, with peace. So I did this in the moonlight, burnt it. It's supposed to have, you know, an absolutely powerful effect on your psyche and your universe. And then you have to write down, and I have this affirmation written somewhere. It's upstairs in my pillowcase because you write it down, but I can't remember exactly what it is. But it's like, I forgive myself my past sins and I move into the future with love. Something like that, right? Um, and you, you put that into your pillowcase, which I did. And it's in my pillowcase upstairs, and you're supposed to sleep on it for 10 days. Mad. You go, Cornelius, you're a bit mad, mate. You're a bit fucking mad. What are you doing? You're out in your bare feet in October. You've already fucking told everybody that the weather is grim. And now you're saying you're out. You're on steroids. You're on antibiotics. You're fucking barefoot outside in the rain looking up at the fucking moon. What kind of a fucking agent do you think you are? Bloody hell, talking about this fucking hypnotherapist, Dolores Cannon. Jesus Christ almighty, mate. It's no wonder you're a fucking comedian. You wouldn't get a job anywhere else, you stupid cunt. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs>
Um, <laughs> but I did that. <laughs> I burnt it. And off it went. And I came inside and I had a lovely evening with Noel. We watched something on television. This was on Wednesday evening, I think. And we watched something on television. And I'm, what I'm about to say now is like, you know, I genuinely, it, like, it, it genuinely happened. The following day, I woke up and I felt amazing. Now, you might say, that's placebo, Cornelius. You just want yourself to feel like that way. You're telling yourself to feel that way. And I believe in placebo because placebo is another form of affirmation-based fact, you know. Um, thoughts become things. You think something enough, it'll actually be the case. But I got an email, right, from Michael J. Fox, right, out of the blue. Got an email from Michael J. Fox um, talking about something that uh, a project that we were working on a, a while back and uh, just being extremely pleasant and uh, it was amazing. It was like, <laughs> even though there was nothing, there was nothing referenced to like that time where I felt I had been, you know, a shit friend. It was just as if it had gone and all of a sudden, well, I hadn't heard from him in in a long, long time. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's amazing. I really felt, and even though it was a very innocent, genuine, normal email about nothing, and there was no, oh, I remember that time when you were a dickhead? Oh, I forgive you. There was none of that, you know? Um, yeah, so it just, it was just fucking amazing. It was really amazing, and it kind of put a little bit of, um, it put a little bit of the shivers in me. It was like, Jesus, maybe we are in a video game. Maybe, because that's what Dolores Cannon says. She says, we're in this video game. We're here to learn to manipulate energy. We can do what we want. We attract in what we want. We attract in the good. We attract in the bad. We attract in the, the whatever. You know, whatever we focus your attention on, that's what comes to you. That's what you're drawn to in varying degrees. You focus your attention completely on something, then, you know, that's going to be your whole world. You might have, you might split your attention up with four or five different things. Um, yeah, mad. It was mad. It just made me. It made me really kind of um, kind of go out of myself and into myself in a different way this week. And it's um, it was interesting because the next day, uh, a friend of mine got in contact. A different friend got in contact with me to see if I wanted to go picking some magic mushrooms with him. And it's the season for magic mushrooms. And I'm I'm not I'm not that skilled at picking magic mushrooms, but like I know. I know what a magic mushroom looks like now, you know, but I would, if anyone ever goes picking them, um, first of all, don't, it's illegal, you shouldn't do it, it's very bold. Uh, second of all, if you do, get an app, download an app and put, put, take a photo of the, 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 the mushroom before you pick it, and you'll be able to identify it. Liberty caps are the Irish magic mushrooms, if it's not a liberty cap, don't pick it. And if you are picking it, make sure you flick it before you pick it, so that the spores fall off into the neighbouring soil um which will help the fungi grow regrow the following year and it also helps protect the mycelium network which is the underground network uh, uh, where the uh, shrooms grow so um anyway i decided i would i said yeah i'll go i'll go i, I like uh, i'll go yeah i'll go for a couple of hours and I, like i don't get much time to myself i asked noelle was it all right she was like yeah grand do definitely go on go you should definitely do that and uh i met him in our our, our local spot, which is um, up there in the middle of nowhere, uh, in uh, back by Kenturk, 
back by Cantork and uh, a couple of fields back there that sometimes little um, magic mushrooms grow. And we went back and the weather was wet and again, you know, but the temperature in Ireland at the moment is crazy. It's like 16, 17 degrees during the day. Um, and then the rain at night time, it's perfect, perfect ground for, uh, for, the, for the magic mushrooms. And they were popping all over the place. And um, we'd be picking them and we'd be showing them to each other. And we got a great trail out of it. It's very tranquil. You're on your hands and knees. And there's something, something about the land that magic mushrooms grow on. They're, they're, it's, 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 it's weird, un-agriculture land. Usually you'll find them at the foothills of mountains where sheep are around or you might find them. They grow quite abundantly in the Curra by all accounts. So if you're up around the Curra and you're listening to this, apparently they grow quite, you know, quite lucratively there, there as well. The thing is they actually grow all over the fucking place. That's the actual thing. But they only come out for a really short space of time. There's a window of about three or four weeks, once a year, where they pop and they, they're just, and you kind of have to make hay while the sun shines. Um, or while the rain rains, shall I say, um, and you get your kind of get a, get as many as you can, and you know you kind of have to try and eat them then and uh, see what happens. You know, um, that's if you're into it. But like I actually was even saying to my buddy um, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, when we were back in Kentark picking magic mushrooms the other day, I said, Arnie, do you know what we should do, man? We should actually learn more about like regular mushrooms because this is foraging is. I feel so good when I'm doing it. I leave my phone away, so I have no phone. I'm down in nature. I'm in kind of wet, boggy land, but there's like, it's teeming with life. Spiders and insects and, you know, usually then there's cows in and around the area or, or cattle if you're at the, or sheep if you're at the ridge of a mountain. Um, uh, or horses if you're above in the car. Um, but, you know, there's, there's life. There's different type of life, wildlife as well you know um and it's it's cool it's cool and we myself and, and arnie were um we've gone now and we uh fucking like we'd be just oh come here have a look at this you might find six or seven gorgeous little like a a, a nest of mushrooms just like peeking up out of a trough of 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 decaying grass next to a fucking cow pat and the two of us would be down there, like, hands and knees, looking at them, our noses only, like, a couple of centimetres away, marvelling at the nature of it, you know? Now, they do have psychedelic properties, which are actually really enjoyable and can be quite quite good for... Um, the, there's tests, there's, there's a lot of... A lot of work, scientific work being done on magic mushrooms and on, on the active ingredient on them, which is called psilocybin, in the treating of depression, in the treating of anxiety, PTSD, ADHD, um, and several, several other um, interesting uh, avenues that can be explored with them. And I know, f- I know from anecdotal evidence that people who use them for microdosing um, have sworn by them, you know, that they elevate your mood, they give you a clarity of thought, they make you a little bit more creative, all this kind of stuff. But then again, I haven't done any, I've never really microdosed, so I can't really uh, talk about that. But I have definitely gone on a few psilocybin, what you would call trips. And um, my God, they are absolutely amazing. So anyway, um, and I'm going to come on to one of those in a second. Um, myself and Arnie, we we got enough, I'd say, between the two of us for maybe a trip, you know. And um, 
I decided I would <laughs> I would I would look after the trip um, for I thought that I might you know go on a trip soon um, so that evening um, when the children were asleep uh, myself and Noel um, and when I say that evening it was that was Wednesday this was yesterday evening which is uh, Friday evening when the children were asleep I decided I would sample just sample them and myself and Noel sat down and she was having a glass of wine and I just said I was going to sample just to sample them not to take a big massive psilocybin trip but just to see if I could elevate my mood and I'll tell you something for nothing I had one of the most wonderful evenings I have had in such a long time the two of us sat down I took I'd say maybe maybe I don't really know maybe three or four mushrooms maybe five mushrooms um and I just ate them. They're like, you know, they're they're nasty. <laughs> they're actually nasty to taste. But I uh, just got them down and waited. And, you know, within about maybe 40 minutes, I could just, uh, I could feel my shoulders drop. I could feel my neck loosen. I could hear my ears pop. My clarity of hearing increased. The, uh, the acuity of my ear, my hearing increased fucking exponentially. Honest to God. Um, my my sight was clearer, colours were starting to pop, my mood was elevated, and Noelle was having a great time, she was having a glass of wine, the two boys were gone to sleep, it takes a while to get our kids to sleep, I put down Hunter last night, it was like 20 past 8, before he finally was asleep, and from there on in then, Noelle was going to watch him if he, if, he, if he woke, but he didn't wake till this morning, which was great, and... Um, yeah, we just sat down, lads, and I'll tell you, and this is my recommendation for the week, okay? This is my recon- recommendation for the week. Myself and Noel sat down, and we have Amazon Prime, okay? We have Netflix and Amazon Prime. We love to watch a series. We love to watch something in the evening, something to kind of brings us in closer together. We'll have a snuggle on the couch, you know. We'll uh, I'll probably have eat my own body weight in M&M's, um, uh, we just it's just our time we might have an hour we might have an hour and a half um she might tickle my feet i might hold her hand i'll be in and out the kitchen getting her tipping her up in glasses of wine it's just our time where we are just together and it's lovely and i i cherish it i really do cherish it and i love it and i bemoan the fact that it's only an hour and a half or two hours because obviously noelle is tired she does shift work and stuff like that and also, we're up early with kids, so we're always going to bed relatively early. But anyway, we took, um, well, I took uh, a little, a few, I'd say maybe four or five of these shrooms last night. And we turned on Amazon Prime. And lads, if you are looking for something to watch that will make you cry with laughter, watch LOL Last One Laughing on Amazon Prime. It is presented by comedian Rebel Wilson, the Australian comedian. She's fucking amazing. Oh, she's so funny. She's such a funny... You probably would know her. She's in movies now. Like, I think she was in, like, uh, the Ocean's Eleven, you know, the, the new Ocean's Eleven where it's all women. Um, she's in that, and she's, like, she plays a lot of really kooky characters in movies, but she's actually, like, just a hilarious comedian anyway. But the premise of the show is they got ten comedians to go into a room, and they had to stay there for six hours... And if you laughed or smiled even once, you were eliminated, and the winner got a ten thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars there in cash, right in front of them. Um, you could not laugh, and you've got ten comedians all trying to make everyone laugh. 
it sounded like it would be shit to me. But then we threw it on and we were hooked. And I'll tell you, laughter, my friends, is the best medicine. Myself and Noel were doubled over. Doubled over laughing at it. There was just the silliness, the intelligenceness of it. Intelligenceness, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the intelligenceness of the television show, the LOL Last One Laughing, starring Rebel Wilson, was most intelligent. <laughs> intelligenceness by Cornelius Patrick O'Sullivan. Hey, I'm intelligent. Uh, and I the end. Thank you. <laughs> Intelligenceness, a TV show. Starving. Starving. <laughs> Watch it. LOL, last one, Laughing Rebel Wilson. Then throughout it, like I didn't, I wasn't trippy or anything like that. I really wasn't. I wasn't going, whoa, I live in a fucking video game. I decided to come here. Oh, I'm going to reincarnate. I wasn't, there was none of that. But there was just a chill a gorgeousness and a natural natural feeling of elation and well-being and goodness and i was thinking to myself then this morning i woke up refreshed and i woke up and i was like it's just first my first thought was oh it's such a shame that these only come out for like two or three weeks once a year that was my my initial thing and then the second thing i was like is i hope the studies are fast tracked on this because i can definitely see how they how they can help with um with depression uh, with anxiety with um with with adhd with all these afflictions i can definitely see how it does because it puts things perspective is a big thing and being shown perspective and being put into perspective is also it's also great it's a great way of just going yeah maybe it is a video game you know and maybe it's all a load of bollocks and maybe we're just here to fucking learn and manipulate energy and learn how to tell jokes and be happy and raise your kids and and maybe your career isn't that important and maybe, you know, after you have to pay your bills and all that kind of stuff, maybe having all that extra cash lying around the place in Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, is, it's fine, like, but, you know, a cuddle with your kid is is cool as well. And I leave, I'm going to leave you with this, right? I was getting the haircut today and Harvey John um, was getting his haircut. And the barber was chatting away to him. Great little barbers over in um, Formoy. And uh, I can't think of the name of it now, but if I think of it, I'll say it in next week's podcast. But the barber's really great with the kids. And, he, and Harvey's there and Harvey's four and he's Asperger's. So he's, what's your favourite Batman? And all this kind of stuff. Every like question under the sun. And Barber was just giving back all the answers and he was loving it. And then... The two boys got their hair cut done and Noel took them off to the park and I was getting my hair cut. I was going to meet them in the park. And before they were going, Harvey said to the barber, he said, um, what's your favourite park? And the barber was like, oh, Formoy, I love, the, I like the Formoy park. Is that is that because you live in Formoy? Yeah, yeah. Okay, bye. And he went away. And anyway, he was cutting my hair. And about five minutes in, and it was just all chit-chat, about five minutes in, he just, said, he just kind of stopped and he said, wouldn't it be great now if all our worries were what our favourite park was? And I just thought it was a really profound thing for him to say, for him to pick up, pick up on. 
considering just considering what I had been, you know, what I've just been talking about and how my mind has been working the last week. And I was thinking to myself, this universe is mad. Like you just attract in these kind of things. Like this barber's having a like he's having a he's posing a philosophical conver- a philosophical question to me while cutting my hair and beard, without really delving into the depths of it. It was just a kind of a throwaway remark and it was a remark on an observation from what Harvey had said but it is true you know the more we have the more stress and strain there is and you know keeping the problem simple about like what's our what's your favorite park from Hoy Harvey's is Glenworth by the way um <laughs> but yeah it was uh yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting week. It's been um, coming back out of sickness, getting back into my health. Um, I feel, and I said this to Noel, I feel when when I'm physically sick, it it uh, it affects my mental health in a way that I need to try and adjust. I need to try and I become melancholy, I suppose, for want of a better a better word. Uh, introspective and sometimes that can lead to kind of you know a little bit of depressiveness that I am not comfortable with and that I know everybody has their own issues with their own mental health um, but I, I'm, I'm choosing to try and fight I'm choosing to fight always always battle with it don't use it as an excuse um, even though it's there and sometimes it sometimes it's up sometimes it's down sometimes it's in the middle and we all have or um, we all have our challenges, whatever they are. So be kind, be gentle, and love one another, as Jesus Christ himself would do. <laughs> or Dolores Cannon. We don't know. It could be Dolores. Dolores, you could be right. It is a video game. Guys, that's this week's podcast. I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been tuning in. This is episode 44. Um, I am doing a show in the Coco Club on Saturday the 30th of this month which is when you're listening to this it'll be this, it's the next Saturday it's the weekend of Halloween I'm doing a supernatural not a supernatural a Ouija brother show myself and the mind guy we're going to be doing some stuff with uh, a Ouija board we're going to be trying to bring back a um, we're going to be trying to bring back a, a mystic from the 1920s called Theo, Theo Anneman uh, we're going to try and bring him into a room. We're going to try and do a seance. And we're going to use a Ouija board to facilitate us with that. And it is a show. So there is going to be a lot of laughter attached to it. It's going to be wrapped in a rasher of laughter, lads. Um, tickets are 20 quid. You can get them on Eventbrite. And we're the Ouija brothers. But if you just look for the Coco Club, uh, you will find it. And, uh, yeah, why not? Something to do next Saturday night. Go. Cool. It's going to be good. We've been rehearsing really really hard for it over the last uh, couple of months and um yeah we think it's going to be great in fact i know it's going to be great i know it's going to be great so that's the crack um i think i leave you at that if you're enjoying the podcast please um like and subscribe and share or whatever that all that kind of racket is um if you can't do that give me an old um shout out on the old instagram and i'll reshare it and then some of your followers might be some of my followers and then more people might listen to the podcast and before you know it um i will be running for senate which which is actually my aim i decided to be a comedian so that i could kind of get in the back door to run for senate is there a senate in ireland 
I'm not sure. But if there is, I'm running for it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna win it. And there's there's no one gonna stop me because it's my dream uh, to run for senate. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I will talk to you the next time I talk to you. Bye, 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 bye.